Winston. The snap. Winston sells the play action fake again. Look sideline. Bay route toward the corner of the end zone. Caught ball. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Mike Evans takes it over the shoulder. This is Buccaneers Total Access. Fire the cannons. Brought to you by Frontier Communications. Rely on your ultimate teammate, Frontier. Don't go it alone. Visit Frontier.com slash Bucks. Now live from Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. Here's your host, Bucks team reporter, Casey Phillips. What's going on, Bucks fans? Happy Monday to everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. We are here live from Hooters on Hillsboro like we are every Monday from 5 to 6. Make sure you come on out here, hang out with us, spend some quality time. And I am so excited for our guest tonight. I am joined by none other than offensive lineman Allie Marpet. Allie, thanks for being with us. Happy to be here, Casey. feel like it's old times again. You yeah. know, we used to have a show. Donovan came on last year. Now you're on this year. But we, have, we need to get the whole band back together at so some point. What I was just thinking is that we'll know who the breathing is now. That's a good point. When it was all three of us on a show, we felt like we were always hearing this really awkward breathing, and all three of us denied that it was us. I think it might be me, because I think I hear it now. (laughs) I thought you were about to say, like, oh, now we know it's Donovan. No, it's for sure me. You you regret bringing it up now. Yeah, it's okay. (laughs) I will be sure to tell Donovan this tomorrow. He'll be happy to hear it, because you were blaming him hard. Yeah, I thought for sure it was him, (laughs) but I'm just trying my best not to breathe right now. Although you did just scarf a whole sandwich down, so that might be why this is, like, you're recovering from that. That was a a quick eating. All right, so we're going to get a little bit into the game, talk a little bit about you, your career. we got to catch up since the last time you were on the show. um, I know... The game, not how you guys wanted it to go, but I, it was interesting to hear Bruce talk about how um, he sounded encouraged by the way the team played. And I know you know you're not a big believer in the whole moral victory thing, like it's either a win or a loss. But was there something encouraging about the way that you guys fought, tied the game, sent it to overtime in a very hard place to play against a good team? Yeah. So again, result not what we're looking for. Obviously. Uh, that being said, um, I think as an offense, we played pretty well. Uh, a place, uh, it's a jumping off point for us. It's a, it's a, it's a place to build from. I think, uh, defensively there are things to clean up and we can always be better. Uh, special teams, uh, uh, can always be better, but they played pretty well. I think, uh, for us, it's just, it's just putting a, a full game together. Uh, so we, the fact that we haven't done that, uh, is really a bummer, but I think that it's encouraging that we can still play close, uh, without, having all three phases be on the same page. Yeah, because the moment you get those all on the same page, then it seems like you guys are, yeah. are primed for a lot of wins there. No um, and describe to us what a roller coaster of emotions I feel like it must have felt like towards the end of the game that you, you go all the way down, you tie it, they miss the field goal and it gets sent to overtime, and then as offensive guys you don't even get a chance in, off, in, in overtime. Like I feel like that stretch had to just be, especially for you guys on the offense, so stressful. Yeah, so, I mean, when they were uh, about to kick the field goal, I was going up and down the sideline actually reminding guys, like, hey, he's going to miss it right now. We're going to have a chance to win this in overtime. So you like, caused that. <laughs> oh, I've spoken into existence. You did. I was telling everybody, he's going to miss it. We're going to win it in overtime. Didn't get the second part right. But uh, I thought just to have guys have that approach that uh, we got to go win it in overtime because you, you, you can't check out for even a second. So you got to be locked in and just expect uh, to win and expect things to happen. Was that a cool drive to be a part of that went down and tied it at the end? I mean, that's the, those are the kind of drives you live for as an offense, I imagine. No question. And, and the fact that we're able to, we're, we are able to do that against a good defense and a good team and uh, do it consistently, I think. Um, I think it's just encouraging for our offense for sure. Yeah, that's huge. Um, and you guys had your original O-line group back after dealing with some injuries recently. How big was that to, to get that original starting five out there again? It's awesome. It was awesome playing with Kevin back and Je- Dotson, uh, Jensen, Donovan all played really well. I think uh, 
Again, there are things we can clean up, but I think we really took some steps forward as an offensive line. I think, um, you know, we're stepping on each other's feet to get feet again, to get used to each other, and that's all. It's all part of the process. How big is it when you are down some guys and you have to bring in some backups? And I know that there's always the next man up mentality. Everybody always says that if it doesn't matter, you have to go out and do your job. But O-line is always the group that we hear about that communication is the most important, the familiarity and, and being comfortable with the guys you're next to. So what are all of the things that can come into play there when it is a, a new guy thrown in? Yeah, I think it's really important to have a sixth or seventh year swing guard or tackle be able to step in and play at a high level. And we're fortunate that we've had guys that can step up uh, and play at a high level and, and that have had experience in the NFL and experience in the system, talking about Earl, uh, Watford and uh, Josh Wells has done a nice job when he's had to play. Um, but again, it's a really important position being that backup swing guy, and they've stepped up, and uh, we're happy to have Cap back, obviously, and uh, he's going to continue to grow and progress. How do you feel like you guys were doing before those injuries when it was you know the whole beginning of the season with that same starting five? How would you evaluate um, the way that you guys were playing as a unit? I think we never play to our expectations of ourselves. Uh, we we want to play at a very, very high level. We want to be the best offensive line in the league. Uh, I don't think that we did that, but I think that uh, um, we can make progress to get to there. Okay, and then how about whenever you now have these guys back? I mean, you talked about that you've, you've been – you were happy to see Alex Kappa back, and I know he's a guy that you've – seems like you've worked with a lot and, and sort of almost taken under your wing. Is that a fair thing to say, that he was the guy that everybody said was, oh, he's from the small school and I kept getting compared to you? Yeah. Did you almost feel, like, obligated to help the guy out? Yeah, I mean, obviously I try and help uh, all our guys out, but definitely Cap coming from a small school, you want him to just, uh, have success and be able to play at a high level. Yeah, so I'm doing – I mean, it, the thing is, Cap, it's, it's important to him, and he wants to play at a very high level. Um he listens to the coaching. He, he tries to get better every day, uh, and, you know, the sky's the limit for him. Are you the kind of vet that gives younger guys a hard time, or are you just encouraging? Where, where are you in the how-you-treat-the-youngins approach? Um, I, don't, <laughs> I don't think I have that old-school approach where you just parade them or do right. anything like that. I'm pretty, I'm pretty cool with them. Right. Uh, I think I'm that way because I had pretty – good group of older guys when I was playing Logan, Gosder, Cheryless, Joe were all, and Evan Smith were all very cool to me uh, weren't very demanding I mean they, they just they just uh, tried to help me along the best that they could uh, and that's what I try, try and do. If you'd had guys that treated you more like the traditional rookie thing do you feel like you'd now feel like well I had to take it so yeah, now he's going to have to take it? I think it? that's how those guys feel sometimes yeah. uh, the guys that got it the worst feel like they have to give it the worst. Yeah. That's, uh, so, Kevin, the there should be thanking the guys above you for setting yeah, the nicer precedent. I think I mean, it's, it has to start somewhere. So That's yeah. true. That's true. So, if all of a sudden now you see Kappa being mean to, you know, rookie yeah, guys next year, you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> Where did you learn this? <laughs> um, how have you already helped him? What have you seen as the biggest ways he has grown from last year to this year? Yeah, I think uh, just having – there's just a general feel for the game that when you're actually playing on game days on Sundays when you uh, – just can see the defense and anticipate and play a little bit faster and getting those real game reps. That's 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 huge for him. And I think that uh, the fact that he's got you know five or six games under his belt, I think has uh, helped him tremendously. And again, he'll only get better. Yeah, that's huge. Uh, we're talking offensive lineman Ali Marpet. Um, what do you feel like the the sentiment or feeling was going into this game? In Seattle, I know that after Tennessee, everybody was incredibly upset with that loss. We heard about Levante giving this incredibly fiery speech in the locker room afterward. Um, what what were sort of the emotions and feelings going into this? And then now just 
what do you feel like your role is as a vet in these times where you've got a few losses kind of piling up, like how you guys need to approach it week to week now? Yeah, I think Levante's message was it, it's not okay. Uh, it's, it's okay to be pissed off, and you got to bring that mentality every week. And I think that that continues. I think you've got to, uh, uh, on Wednesdays and Thursdays and Fridays, uh, have that approach uh, that everything's a must win. Um, you got to focus on the little things, and you got to bring that effort every single day or else uh, games slip away from you. When did you feel like you started being in one of those leadership roles of guys – like Levante or like other people, that it is up to you to set the tone in the locker room? <laughs> so I think I had a conversation with Lovey, uh, even my rookie year, in which he had said to me he sees me as being one of those guys for this team uh, later on, uh, and it's kind of progressed from there. I mean, but, yeah, I, I had a, I, like as soon as I was – uh, drafted, honestly, we wow. had that conversation. Yeah. Wow, that's impressive, especially again coming from a small school that he already was going to ask that of you or expect that of you. Did did that motivate you to do it more? Than oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. To have that belief behind you, uh, behind you is, is extremely encouraging. That's uh, interesting. Yeah. Um, do you feel like as a team, it seems like uh, you play up or down to the opponent to an extent? Of, when you look at some of these great games against LA, and you guys played even with Seattle, and then I know you guys were really disappointed to lose to, you know, like the Giants. Does it feel like sometimes it changes the way that you play looking at who you're, you're playing, that this team can elevate its, its play to a higher level against a, a tougher opponent? I mean, I hope it's not like that, but it does appear to be like that this year. I think that uh, ideally you have the approach that no matter who you're playing against, I mean, everything's a must win. Everything you have, the process has to be the same every week. Um and I think that we need to get to a point as a team where we're there and that we're not just, you know, we'll take this week on, this week off, this week on, this week off. I think that we have to be uh, more serious in how we prepare every week and be more consistent. We saw Ronald Jones get his first uh, career start uh, this last Sunday and get the opening drive touchdown. What have you seen from him? And um, just overall, how do you feel like the, the run blocking game was in, in that game in particular and just how it's progressed this season? Well, I speak to Ro- about Rojo. I mean, he's done a tremendous job uh, of getting better and uh, learning from the coaches. I mean, he's he's, he's working on his game. Uh, it's important to him, and I think that uh, he's running with a tremendous amount of energy, and it, that's always fun for us. I mean, you don't always know where he's going to be at, but <laughs> he's going to be there flying around, so that's always fun. Um, you don't know where he's going to be, but he's going to be there fast. He's going to be there fast. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, yeah, it's, it's fun blocking for him. I mean, he, he does uh, – he's got this uh, playmaking ability that I think uh, is going to be really great for us. That's awesome. Um, and I saw that Bo got a sack, and I know that you guys are, are close. Were you pretty fired up about that? Yeah, I don't know if, if he got credited for half a sack or for a full sack. I think he might have got credited for half a sack. Yep. Yes, but he was fired up, and okay. he should be. As he should be. Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome to see, the, you know, big interior D-lineman get a, get a sack. Yeah, that's always exciting. Um, what does he bring to the locker room? Because, again, I know you guys are, are good friends, and uh, he definitely seems like one of the guys that has uh, a, a great sense of humor and, and is able to bring uh, a lot in terms of even just off-the-field type stuff. So what does someone like that do for a locker room? Yeah, it's great having Bo in the locker room. Obviously, he had success in Philly, and to have guys that have had success elsewhere knows what it takes every, every day uh, is always just great for uh, a locker room. So the fact that we have Bo that can uh, you know bring that mentality, that work ethic, I think is just tremendous for everybody involved. I think that Bo is one of the better leaders on the team, and uh, he just does it by showing up and, and, and grinding. Another person with a half sack, JPP. Uh, what has it been like to watch him return 
from, I mean, an insane injury to, to come back in on his very first play, get a sack, you know, against Tennessee, and then gets another half sack yesterday. I mean, what is that like to, to watch what he's been able to do? Yeah, JPP, man, he he, lo- he just brings this energy. I mean, it's awesome. I mean, uh, to this defense, he's plays his butt off. I mean, I think that he, he loves talking and teaching to younger guys, uh, telling them how to, how to approach this game. And I think he brings a lot to our locker room as well. It's awesome to see, you know, where he's been able to come from as far as uh, just an injury standpoint and the fact that uh, he's done everything he can possibly do to get his body right, I think uh, speaks to, you know, how important it is to him, really. And it's, it's great having him, uh, and obviously he's productive, and, and that's awesome. Yeah, that's great. All right, we still have plenty more coming up here on Buccaneers Total Access with Ali Marpret, brought to you by Frontier Communications. This is Buccaneers Radio. This NFL season, when the Buccaneers win, DD Perch members also get to experience the sweet taste of victory. Because if the Buccaneers win, the next day, Duncan is offering a $1 medium hot or iced coffee. So don't just celebrate your team's success from the sidelines. Head to Duncan and treat yourself to real victory. Because this season, Buccaneers fans aren't only going to be winning on game days. They're going to be winning the day after game days, too. The Buccaneers in America runs on Duncan. Excludes cold brew. Limit one per member. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Drive it like it's game time. Drive it like it's the two-minute drill. Drive it like a Buccaneer. Bucks fans, own any tailgate in a Ford F-Series truck. America's number one truck for 42 years straight. Experience the unsurpassed capability and impressive power of Ford F-150 and Ranger. See your local Ford dealer and test drive F-Series, the official truck of the National Football League, and your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Drive it home. Drive it now. Drive it like a Ford. Hi, I'm attorney Robert Rubenstein, and this is Rubenstein's Rules for Personal Injury. Rule number one, get an attorney. When you or a loved one have been injured by another's negligence, an experienced attorney can make a huge difference. At Rubenstein Law, we will find all the insurance, make sure your injuries are documented, and work to get you the best result. While each case is different, a well-known insurance company's own study show people with a lawyer, on average, got more money. Call Rubenstein Law at 1-800-FL-LEGAL. Offices in Tampa and throughout Florida. When your young athlete is injured and needs help getting back in the game, who do you turn to? The Johns Hopkins All Children's Sports Therapy Center in Tampa specializes in providing your child the best pediatric physical and occupational therapy and protecting your child's recovery to help prevent future injury. Focusing only on children and young adults, Johns Hopkins All Children's Sports Therapy Center in Tampa wants to get your athlete back in the game and back to playing the sports they love. Learn more at HopkinsAllChildrens.org. Hey, Bucks fans, Frontier Communications wants to be your ultimate teammate this season. How are they going to do that? Well, they'll be giving away the ultimate Buccaneers prize package to every home game this season. One lucky winner each game will win a pair of sweet tickets, a parking pass, and a once-in-a-lifetime VIP on-field experience. To be entered to win, just go to Frontier.com slash Bucks. It's that easy. Rely on your ultimate teammate, Frontier. Don't go it alone. Hi, it's JC with the top five reasons you should watch all the big games at Hooters instead of at home. Number one, our nearly world-famous wings, shaken in your favorite wing sauce. You just can't duplicate that. Two, pitchers of beer served ice cold at your table so you don't miss any of the action. Three and four, Hooters delicious seafood and sandwiches. And number five, all the food and fun served up by the world-famous Hooters girls, of course. See you at Hooters. Geico, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. 
You're listening to Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications. Live from Hooters, your host, Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. Hey there, Bucks fans. Thanks again for being with us on this Monday afternoon. We are so excited yeah. to have Allie Marvin here with us, who's loving the fan love that we have here. And uh, we always love for you to be one of these people out here saying hi to the players and showing us some love at this uh, awesome Hooters on Hillsboro again every Monday from 5 to 6. Um, I, I had to imagine that you were loving the football weather in Seattle. Oh, my gosh. Yes. It was awesome. The, the, I just think about games like that. Like, I was freezing because that's how I am. And I think about how I equate you guys, like, you see these videos of, like, dogs, like, huskies that just, like, go lay in the refrigerator or, like, go lay in the snow. Like, that's I you. was meant to be in cold weather, <laughs> yes. I think. And you were built for this. Yeah, like, when I, there is such a difference for me. Like, when it's the hot, hot down here and how I feel up, felt up there, oh, my gosh. I felt like... By overtime, I was like, let's keep going. Like, I'm good. <laughs> I thought about it when at the very end of the game, I was down on the sideline, and it was the last drive of the game, which means you've already played the whole game. And you were actually jumping up and down in the huddle at one point. And I remember thinking to myself, I don't think I've ever seen him do that in the four and a half years of you playing here. And I was like, this is like, he still has enough energy to be expending in this huddle at the end, I was like, it's because it's cold, for sure. When I play in Tampa, I have to conserve every, every little bit. Yeah, like, I don't know, there's no warm-up. There's nothing. Just go out and play because it's that hot. Yes. But up there, and there's been a couple other cold weather games that we've had. But, oh, my gosh, for me, it makes a, like, a, it's just a massive difference. And uh, uh, I loved it. Yeah, your warm-up always cracks me up that you essentially, let me see if I have this right. You walk to the 45. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you stand there, and you look around. You do like a few little shuffle steps each direction, it, like in your stance, and then you turn around and walk back in the locker room. Is that about right? Yeah. So I barely do a <laughs> yeah. shuffle. That's yeah. even like a generous yeah. description. Yeah, <laughs> it's like one or two steps, like super slow motion. But no, it's more like a mental thing. It's just like uh, pretty much taking all the, the steps, the footwork that I have to take during the game, sort of plays that are going to come up. So that's what I do every game, and that's, that's really should be my Tampa warm up. I should change it from when we're playing cold weather games because I actually do need to warm up. But that's my Tampa warm up. I've always thought that was so funny. And I always imagine like, what is he getting out of this in this moment? Well, so it's also important for me to walk the field before the game because I just want to feel the turf, feel the grass, what it is. So I always go out to feel what what it's going to be like. Uh, I've done it since my rookie year, and I go usually go to the 45, 50-yard line, um, and I just take a couple steps uh, and sort of go through mentally what we're gonna have, what I'm going to have to do that game and how I'm going to approach it. How does that change it depending on how it feels? Like you said to get a feel for the, the field itself, like – what does that do if you feel – what are the different things that you could notice? Well, I think what it, it really the biggest impact it's going to make is, like, what kind of cleats am I going to wear? Uh, so, like, I'll, I'll, I'll step out there with what I think I'm going to wear, and then depending on what the grass or the, the turf is going to be, I can change it up. Uh, but that's probably the biggest thing. Uh, but definitely uh, certain turfs or fields have different feels to them, and it's just it's a good thing to get a good feel on them. How many different cleat options do you have? Three. Yeah. Wow. So, so I mean, a turf and then two different grass. Yeah, pretty oh. much. And then there's like a, you know, if it's raining and you're on the grass and you got real, real uh, long studs there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're. I th- feel like this is the perfect time to go into our what we love the big man struggles mm. segment. This is what we always did with with you and Donovan on both radio and TV. And you were talking about the cold weather. I figured it was also a perfect time to talk about as a big man the struggles of traveling because we have just done five road trips in a row we have uh what are some of the big man struggles of travel with traveling with the team that or just in general both so i'm fortunate enough that we get uh economy comfort 
seats or whatever. So that's good enough that I could uh, can stretch out a little bit at least. Um, but no, I think just big man struggles. Or you get the swelling in the ankles and the feet. <laughs> but new this year is I've got these compression uh, socks. Yeah, that's what the sports awesome. science. Awesome. Yeah, new sports science. Right? Yeah, and they work. Uh, yeah, they've been okay. <laughs> no, yeah. they've been good. Uh, I wore them out Seattle, uh, London, and it, and. Uh, it's definitely actually reduced as well, and they also have fire these firefly things. If you're familiar, it's like a little bit of stem on your knee, and it shoots down your leg, and that's been helping with the recovery stuff. But I'd say big man struggle with the uh, flying is definitely the swelling. the swelling. Yeah, you just step off the f- plane, you're like, oh god, I feel <laughs> terrible. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, what have been the biggest challenges of this five game stretch for you guys? And when you when you knew what it, when you heard at first that this was going to be in your schedule, what did you think? And then was it either as bad or was it worse, maybe even than what you thought it was going to be? Yeah. So I think uh, when I first heard, I was like, "Doesn't matter. You show up. Uh, it is what it is. Uh, you just kind of adjust accordingly." I mean, hopefully the practice schedule changes or you do different recovery. Um, but as we've gone through it, I think I underestimated <laughs> how much uh, it kind of zaps your legs, like yeah. just as far as. Um, just energy on game day and uh, uh, how good you feel. So, I, I mean, it definitely didn't help, but I, I, I tried doing some more recovery and things like that to help me out. Uh, it's definitely going to be good coming home, back home. Yeah, for sure. Um, how would you, We're at the midway point now, eight games in. Um, looking at how, I mean, five out of the eight were part of this road stretch, which is crazy. And um, overall, just how would you look at where you guys stand at this point, we'll, we'll just as an offensive line in terms of you know how you'd rate your pass protection and, and run blocking so far to this point in the season. Not good enough. I mean, I think it starts with me. I mean, I uh, I think my year uh, hasn't been where I want it to be. Uh, I can probably say the same for the rest of the offensive line. I think we all have very high expectations uh, for ourselves, and um, I think Coach Goody would and, and Gilbert would say the same. Um, I think we've done okay, but that's not good enough. Uh, it's not. We would like to be able to uh, hang our hats on, on the run game and be able to carry the the team to a win, and we have been able to really do that. How much do you feel like you've uh, changed or improved since your rookie year? If you look back at you oh, four years ago to now, what are the biggest differences? I mean, I don't think it's it just there's a. I can you can just see the field differently, right? So like my rookie year you just playing this little box and you're barely looking at the guy in front of you you're thinking about you're i mean thinking about, in your defense it is a large person in front no, of you yeah, that yeah, is yeah, blocking yeah. most of your view no yes that's fair no but uh i think mostly like early on in your rookie year you're kind of thinking about you know all right what do i do like who am i supposed to get to who, right. who's the right guy to go to uh and then eventually it's kind of like all right what's the best way to approach it uh, and then, and then it just becomes about the details and, and cleaning up and uh, just being really on point uh, about how you're going to approach each game. How about in terms of uh, as a person? How, how do, what are the ways that you feel like you might have? Have you changed at all? Are you the same guy? Like looking back to your rookie year, the things uh, not just the X's and O's, but either off the field or just as a guy in the locker room. How do you feel like you're similar or different? I don't know. Yeah, I guess you got to ask my teammates <laughs> probably. But uh, I feel like I'm the same guy. But you know. Ask Donovan. He'll he'll give you a straight answer. That's probably true. Yeah. Probably would. We'll have to do that. Um, you're. Do you feel different in terms of like people talk about the idea of being like a grizzled vet? You've been in this oh, league for a while, like which is so funny that now like it is year five for you. I mean that's longer than most people. Not a grizzled vet, but I'm also not a rookie. Okay, so yeah. So I was gonna ask, where do you see yeah, yourself? Yeah, I'm not a girl. Not yet, not yet a woman, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I. Uh, <laughs> 
I think that uh, I, at this point I definitely have enough experience uh, to know how to approach this game. What? When will you become a grizzled vet? What is the uh, indicator Gosh. for you that you will have hit that point? I, I think there's probably a number of games. Like I feel, I think I've started like seven, played in seventy something games, something yeah. around there. So I think when you start hitting close to 100, then you, yeah. Yeah, then you're probably grizzled that. Yes. Like Dot. Dot's for sure there. For sure there. That's awesome. Uh, so, yeah, so you get close to the 100, 100 uh, start mark for sure. And uh, you were the, the player rep uh, yes. for the team still. So tell uh, for people who don't know what that means, uh, what does that mean for you and, and the, the duties that come with that? Yeah, so I'm our team's union representative. Uh, each team has one and then a couple alternates. Uh, I represent the Bucks uh, at an annual NFLPA conference in which we uh, – talk about CBA negotiations and what the, the growth of the league and where we see the, the league going. It's also uh, my job to inform guys about what's happening within these CBA negotiations that are happening right now and uh, uh, prepare them for possible work stoppages uh, and, and what it looks like in the future and what the future of football looks like. And, and it can be anything from you know talking to them about retirement packages or uh, um, different uh, workman's comp. There's a lot of things that, that kind of fall under the, un, under the umbrella of an NFLPA rep, and it's a j- job I take pretty seriously Yeah. because it's important to have the guys uh, informed uh, about uh, all the benefits that they have. I mean, th- that is a serious job. Um, do, you in, do you enjoy doing that, or is it more just almost like stressful? It sounds like That sounds like a lot of pressure that you're the one relaying all of this information to them. No, it, it, it's definitely a job I appreciate and I like, and I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for my teammates for voting me for electing me for that but uh i think that it's a little bit frustrating for me sometimes when guys may not have an interest in something that's really going to benefit them uh so you're turning into like their parent now like, yeah it's like dude obviously this is i'm here to help you you know <laughs> like a, you're, just listen you're up team dad that's what the, the player rep actually stands for is your team dad, team dad. yeah i guess so yeah that sounds about right that's pretty funny um in general how do you what did it mean to you to have them elect you that? What was it you, about yourself that you think led them to say, yes, like we want Allie in this role? Well, something that I did want, I think my second year I sat down with VJAX, uh in the off season because he was our player up before that. Uh, I asked him about it and what, how he liked it and uh, um, if I could get involved with it. And he said, absolutely. Uh, and he, he told me about his responsibilities and it sounded like something I would, I would love to get involved with. So, uh, I think my second year actually it was Jameis. I think who you have to be nominated by someone. I think Jameis nominated me nice. right off the bat, yeah. and uh, that that's kind of where awesome. it started. Yeah. I love that. Um, we're talking offensive line, Nally Marpet. How uh, have you enjoyed having Bruce as the head coach, and um, just what have you learned from him? How has he done things differently? Just your your overall impressions of him now, having half a season under your belt with him. Yeah, I think he's done a phenomenal job. At least I can speak recently about relaying the message of, of how to prepare uh, mentally and physically before a game. I think that because he's had this success in the NFL, guys are going to listen and perk up when he's got to say something. And I think that um, it's something we need to do a better job of. And I think that uh, Bruce is also bringing – I mean, people talk about his swagger, but I think really uh, it's, it's just an approach to this game and being so – uh, focused on uh, winning, really, because yeah. I mean, he's got that old school mentality: losing's not okay, uh, yeah. and it's okay to be pissed off. And uh, I think that's something we need. 
What was that like for you to have to learn a new scheme? Because essentially your whole time here, you hadn't really had to start over like that, that even though there was a head coaching change, Dirk had been the offensive coordinator and then the head coach, so there wasn't such a, a huge change in that area. What was that like for you to have to, first time in the NFL, really kind of start over in that area? Yeah, I mean, really it was just different terminology. Everything in the NFL, is just, everybody, everybody runs the same stuff, you know? <laughs> Which is yeah. kind of funny to think about. I think that like we all think of it as this huge chess match that – you guys are all doing and like we imagine that everyone's working so hard to outmaneuver but you then you hear stuff like that and it's so funny to think that everyone is to a large degree running a lot of the same things no it is it is a chess match it's not but it, but people know what works right, right. so everybody if everybody knows it works everybody's gonna try and run the same stuff right um but yeah no it, it was different it was a challenge and i think that uh uh, we've done a pretty good job of getting everybody on the same page. And something that's pretty unique to this offense specifically is that it's important for all 11 guys to be on the same page, especially in uh, protections. It's it's unique that uh, wide receivers have to know, you know, who we're hot off of and, and you know, who the offensive line's going to uh, be blocking. I think that's that's it's a challenge for them. And they've done a nice job of stepping up and playing at a high level and having really great awareness. And was this your first time getting to play the same position back-to-back years? So, no. I think my rookie year, right guard. Second year, right guard. Okay, third year, center. center four, uh, last year was left guard. And so this is my second time playing. Of getting to do this, that. Okay. Yeah. So I've had a little bit of consistency now at the same position, nice. which is it's pretty nice. And then also consistency with the guys that I'm playing next to, right? So right. Ryan, it was Ryan last year and this year and Donovan last year and this year. Yep. So, I mean, it's just, hopefully we can play together for a long time because – really great players and it's 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 nice playing with good players to, to people who say what is the big difference in left to right guard like why would it matter same position whatever what what would you say to them it's the same it is yes you're like yes it's the same it's, the it's same. just it's it's just getting uh it's just getting used to the the uh, you do have to change up your body a little bit as far as uh where you opening up your hips and things like that and that that takes some time but Really, uh, you know, it's it's the same position. And what have you seen from uh, the defense under Todd Bowles and what they've been able to do when you go against them in practice and guys like Vita, Sue, what have you seen in terms of how they've been able to uh, contribute, in terms of how Vita's progressed, what that defense overall really brings to the table? Yeah, gosh, I think our defense, I would not want to play our D-line or front seven uh, in a game at this point. I didn't realize it during training camp, but, like, they're, you know, doing a phenomenal job. And I was like, oh, I hope this carries over the season because yeah. you never really know. And, gosh, they have done a phenomenal job, I thought, of just stuff in the run game. Like, just, it's just kind of an O-line's uh, worst nightmare when you see them on tape just because they're able to, you know, move the line of scrimmage backwards. And uh, they've done a really nice job, I think. That's huge. Um, and, and especially with, with Vita, how have you seen him? I mean, it was so hard for him as a rookie to get hurt early on. And yeah. Then, um, even dealt with another injury again this year. But what have you seen about how he's been able to take that and what are the areas that he has improved the most? Vita has done a phenomenal – I think it's just his football IQ has, has uh, increased so much because he's been able to play in games. So when he first <laughs> – when he first got to us, he was kind of just this big old wrecking ball. Like he just—he <laughs> was just a big, strong dude that would just like uh, push the pocket and and just kind of maybe he'd get cut out of a gap or whatever. But he just—he was a you know a train on a track and it was hard moving him. But I think now he's done a nice job of you know adding a little bit of more finesse to his game. I mean, he is playing shoot I think like eighty percent of the reps or seventy-five percent of the reps, which is a lot to ask for a guy his size uh, on defense and he's really stepped up and it's rare to see someone that big be able to uh, 
have a pass rush like he does and uh, also be effective uh, first and second down. All right, we're just past the halfway point here on Buccaneers Total Access with Ali Marpet, brought to you by Frontier Communications. Don't go anywhere. This is Buccaneers Radio. What if Santa didn't need eight reindeer to guide him through the night? Hey, Mercedes, map me to Kalamazoo. Okay, mapping the fastest route to Michigan. Or what if his sleigh could get real-time weather info? Hey, Mercedes, what's the temperature on the 25th? 22 degrees. Rooftops may be icy. Mercedes-Benz MBUX technology hasn't made it to flying sleighs, but it's available on the A-Class, the GLE, or GLC for an exceptional price during the Mercedes-Benz Winter Event. Hurry in to the Mercedes-Benz Winter Event and lease the GLE 350 SUV for $669 a month for 36 months with $4,963 due at signing. Offers end January 2nd. Monthly lease payment is available only to qualified customers exclusively for Mercedes-Benz Financial Services at participating dealers through January 2nd, 2020. Lease offer excludes formatic models, MBUX command simulated. Call 1-800-344-8736 for details about cost. For a test drive, visit Mercedes-Benz of Tampa, Fields Motor Cars, Crown Eurocars, Mercedes-Benz of Sarasota, Loki Motor Company, and Mercedes-Benz of Wesley Chapel. Or online at SuncoastMercedesBenz.com. Run for a great cause at the Buccaneers Treasure Chest 5K and Fun Run, powered by Jable, on Sunday, November 10th. Each registration benefits local cancer research and patient services, with runners finishing at the 50-yard line of the Bucks Indoor Practice Field at Advent Health Training Center. Register to participate and receive a T-shirt, chipped race bib, and a ticket to see the Bucks take on the Cardinals that same day. For more information or to sign up, visit Buccaneers.com slash race. Tampa Bay Buccaneers Chris Godwin on victories and the practice that gets you there. For those who go the extra mile, even when the finish line feels a lifetime away. For those who gladly accept every bump and every bruise for the good of their team. For those who rise every day with the sole purpose of improving on who they were yesterday, we support you for proving we all have the power to rise to any challenge. Advent Health. Feel whole. All season long, when the Bucks score, you score 50% off pizza at Domino's.com. That's 50% off pan pizzas, thin crust, or even Domino's famous hand-tossed. With 34 million pizza combinations, you can pick your favorite game day combo. Put in code BUCKSFAN and score half off your pizza every Monday after the game. Limited time offer. Prices, participation, delivery area, and charges may vary. Offer applies to pizza portion of your orders only. Florida drivers and motorcycle riders don't fumble. Do your part to stay safe on our roadways. Florida has observed a significant number of motorcycle fatalities and crashes. Drivers watch for motorcycles. Don't drive distracted. Motorcycles are hard to see. Take the extra effort to look for them. Riders play defense. Always ride responsibly. Wear proper gear. Make yourself more visible. Get trained and never drink and ride. On the road, safety is worth way more than two points. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Transportation. Geico, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Buccaneers Total Access continues. Brought to you by Frontier Communications. Live from Hooters, your host, Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. There, Bucks fans, thanks again for joining us. We're about halfway through here on Bucks Total Access. We have offensive lineman Ali Marpet here with us. Uh, We're about to have some fun because we can't have him on the show and only talk football. we got to talk some other really random things been uh, wanting to ask you this for for a hot minute now so you got the new contract are you a different man now are you just <laughs> you got all this money and now it's completely changed you is that how this works i think he, again you gotta ask donovan and other guys in the locker room i'd like to think that that hasn't changed uh nothing's changed but uh um 
uh, I think I'll probably take more trips in the off season. Yeah. I think that, 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 that'll probably change. Nice. Um, I think that I have one question devised to see if it has changed you. Okay, have sure. you bought your own dress <laughs> shoes? No, not yet. So, I, yeah, you haven't changed but at all. But I'm on my second pair of Donovan Smith <laughs> dress shoes. So That's I've improved incredible. a little bit. Yeah. Oh, that, you think that's improved? Well, they're nicer. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, we do get – I've been meaning to get uh, some more dress shoes. Uh, right, for four and a half years now. Yeah, yeah it's just – it's just. I, have, I don't know. Dress shoes, they can be very uncomfortable. I got wide feet. I can't order online. I'm not, I, don't, I don't go to the store. It's just – I don't go to stores. I no. refuse to go to stores. I don't know where you can – I don't know. I guess I could go to, the, go to the mall and figure it out. It's just um, – yeah, it's not a priority. <laughs> I could tell. But that was the moment that I knew that you have not changed. You're still borrowing dress no, no, no. shoes. No, no, But is, if I get – so if I buy shoes for next year, will you say I've changed? Potentially. Oh, I don't know so that it means I, it's in a bad I, way, though. It, but probably like this – that might be a good change of like – Okay. That, that's fair. I'm going to get shoes and I'm going to change for the better. <laughs> Look at this. We're just self-improvement all Love over it. the place here on the show. Um, have you done any flashy purchases since you signed your, your deal? Has it changed anything about your spending habits at all? Well, yes. Okay. A uh, house in St. Pete. A house. There you go. <laughs> That'll do it. Way to go, man. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. But you're still very practical. Like a, like a house is a good investment. Like. You're, you're still with your purchases being incredible. You're not just going out and spending like because you have the money. You're not just going out and doing crazy purchases. I mean, I don't think so, yeah. no. <laughs> I think most uh, – no, I, I don't think most – that's kind of changed, honestly, within the locker room. I think most guys uh, that has – they put an emphasis on how they spend money, and even guys that are making a lot of money uh, that can afford to spend money, they're not spending in ways that – you know, will make them go broke. And they're, right. they're spending. Awesome. They're spending uh, in ways that they, they can actually afford that are on budget. Uh, in, they may be nice things, but it's stuff that they can't afford. Yeah, which is a great point. And I remember. So you at one point stopped cutting your hair. Huh. Was that to save money at no, the time? No, no. You just decided for the style. That was what you. What was what was the motivation behind not cutting your hair anymore? There, so there's probably less thought behind it than you may have anticipated. I'm giving you too much credit. Yeah, no, I just, I don't know, I just haven't, I just didn't, didn't cut it. <laughs> and know? now, is this, the, now though, it seems like this is the thing every year, because then you did cut it in the offseason. Yeah, like, I cut it like every like, two years and just shave it off, and then just start from scratch, because otherwise it gets too long. Right, of course, which is, at what point? Well, there was a time, actually, it got very long in the offseason, and I did go to a salon, uh, one that Dirk had Fancy. recommended. Fancy. And oh boy, I'm out. <laughs> you aren't feeling <laughs> the salon out idea. on salons. Just I'm going to go back to the buzzing every two years uh, thing. That's more your jam. Yeah. I enjoy that. Um, how about the? You, you've mentioned that you are buying a house, so you will finally not be living with uh, your three <laughs> dude roommates. Yeah. Are you are you feeling like a grown up now? Like, yeah. I mean, I think I've felt like a grown up yeah. for a while. I mean, I, I like being around people. Yeah. And, it's not like out of necessity that I have to be with, uh, you know, my brother and family, but like, it's, it's just, I like being around. I, that's how I grew up with people around the house and that's what I'm used to. And that's what I like. So are you going to miss that now when you move into the other house? There's going to be some aspects that I miss for sure. <laughs> but some you won't. Yeah. <laughs> are they sad that you're going to be moving out? Yes, very much so. They'll, they'll be missing the, you know, dad of the house. The you know? dad, I'm <laughs> yeah. noticing a theme here. Dad of the team, yeah. dad of the house. Yeah. This is now your new role completely. Yeah. Uh, how were you dad of the house? Um, 
it gets so messy. <laughs> you guys uh, are such a bachelor pad, isn't Yeah, you? yeah. Um, no, but I just you have to handle everything that go, you know. Uh, you know, AC's broken. I'm. You it's know, all on you. Yes, I'm. I'm fixing. I'm not personally people, and then uh, just making sure everything's nice and tidy up there. You know, doing dishes, but they help out every once in a while. Since we're discussing you being such a grown up and dad at this point, did you dress up for Halloween? I did not. But I did hand out candy. Wow. Okay. Then you are for sure a dad at this point. Yep. Yep. I we had my I had my jack o' lanterns uh, uh, out. You know, handing out a bunch of candy. You carved uh, pumpkins, or you're saying? Uh, well, I didn't do it personally. Oh, right. I did. I sifted through the seeds. That was my job. That's your job yeah. is getting all the seeds, the seeds out? out. Yeah. So you have the pumpkin You have the seeds. gross job. That's yeah. perfect. Uh, but no dressing up. Was this? A- no. Yeah, I like dressing up for yeah. Halloween. It just it's just weird with football season. I I'm never gonna go out on Halloween if right. it's like a Thursday night or something like that. It's just it's just not in the cards for me. I do love handing out candy. That's like that's so much fun. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. love that. And I, you know, the kids are so shy. I'm like, take as much as take. Well, yeah, take you're a, whole a giant. Hand. No, I'm saying just say I want them to take more. And they just take, like, one or two pieces. It's so polite. But that I'm like, hey, polite. grab a handful. It's You're okay. like, you don't grow up to look like me just taking one yeah. piece of candy. Like, come on, we got to eat more candy. Yeah. Get, get another Snickers, man. Exactly. That's, that's nothing wrong with that. So we heard O.J. Howard uh, used to eat a Snickers every single day for, like, years. You hear that, kids? So that's what we said. Forget <laughs> Jolly Green Giant. Like, forget yeah. eat your vegetables no, or No, it's Snickers. It's Snickers. So brought to you by Halloween. Yeah. This is how you grow up to be a big, giant NFL player? I think so. Yeah. And the tradition with Snickers, actually, I, every away game, they have some Snickers or Twix and stuff like that for us uh, uh, on the flight back. I always grab a Snickers for my brother. Since my rookie year, I leave it outside his door. <laughs> but now that we have so much Halloween candy, I probably didn't need to do that, but it's a but tradition. Now it's a tradition. That's yeah. really adorable. Yeah. It's very considerate of yep. you. I'm sure he appreciates that. Yep. Um, what was your food of choice when you were having to put on the weight that I forget? How much weight did you put on in college for O line? I mean, I, I, my freshman year, I was probably 250 pounds, and so it was like, you know, 10, 15 pounds a year from uh, my freshman year. What was the food of choice for you that, that helped do that? Was it Snickers? So I, I think what I did was I just made sandwiches out of everything. <laughs> like pretty much, it's just like. <laughs> like there were, I find an omelet, you just put it between two, you know, two pieces of bread, whatever it is. Like you just, just make it, a, just add bread, make it a sandwich. And like I, I'd get to the point in college where I would just never get hungry. Like you just can't get to that point. Yeah, because that means you haven't eaten. That means you haven't yeah. eaten enough. Um, but that I'm so thankful that I don't have to do that anymore because my metabolism is slowing down <laughs> as I become a more gristled vet. That's yeah. not a thing that most people tend to be thankful for. Oh gosh, I just that tells you how much you were having to eat back then. That this is that you are the only human on the planet happy about their metabolism slowing down. Yeah, I, def- I just the amount of food I had to like. Yeah, just the force it was insane. I mean, I had to watch the Food Network to get myself hungry again. <laughs> like, I, I'm so the, thankful. Watching I the food just, porn over there. Yeah, I could just watch a regular. I could just eat like a regular meal and be okay. And yeah. that's that. I mean, and a bigger, you, bigger portion. Yes, but yeah, compared to like what my meal yeah. might be. That's fair. Um, okay, so I feel like O linemen don't always get all the attention, the credit. They they get overlooked a little bit. So what do you wish people knew about playing O line? Gosh. I'm giving you basically the soapbox here of just like seeing no, all the O-line I don't, O-line want, it, I don't want attention. See, and this is why you guys play yeah. this position. You're yeah. like, I don't like this. No, don't give me the soapbox. <laughs> uh, don't give me the, you know, root for Mike Evans. Yeah, <laughs> you're all about him. Yeah. Attention. Okay, so how often do you get recognized in public? Uh, a fair amount. A fair amount? Yeah. I'd it's- say Walmart is probably my... <laughs> 
Uh, that's where I do the best. That's where your fan base is? Yeah, I think so. You're, I th- you're the Walmart guy? I think that, maybe the movie theater. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, maybe those are the only two places I go. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, this isn't about where your people are. This, this is, is where, where you I are. am. Yeah, that's fair. You're going to start going more places and be like, guess what? Yeah. I'm getting recognized <laughs> in more places. Funny how this yeah. is working out. Yeah. That's pretty funny. So you don't want any more of the attention, love, all that kind of stuff. Like, you like being a little bit more under the radar? Well, I'm here on the radio That's show. True. So, like, how but much I mean, can I, yeah. That, here, it wasn't your for idea. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. like, this was by my request. <laughs> yeah. So I should be even more honored you chose to do it when you aren't wanting the attention and glory. But, yeah, this is sort of a trait of offensive linemen. Why do you think this is that – is it that – because you already know you're not going to get that kind of attention, that it, it attracts guys that are okay with that? Or how, how does what do you feel like leads to this where offensive linemen are typically the guys that are just okay being under the radar? Yeah, I mean, I think it may be just because you have to be okay with it because yeah. nobody's going to give you attention if you want it. So <laughs> yeah. you just got to, you know, put up the defense mechanism. You know, no, I'm just uh, – <laughs> I think that uh, – I don't know. For me, it's just – it's just always kind of been about ball. Like, it just has – like, it's just <laughs> – You just love the football part. Yeah, I mean, so playing D3 you, – you play D3 football because you love playing football. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's not like – it's not the scholarship behind it or anything yeah. like that or right. any anything else that would come with playing uh, Division One football. But, yeah, it's just for the love of the game. And I think that for me, um, I just, yeah, fell in love with the process that, you know, getting better at something. That's cool. Um Tell us what really goes on in, like, the piles on the O-line. Is there trash talking? Is there stuff going on? Like, all those times that you guys are in there in the trenches, what goes on in there? So the truth is, like, 90, 90% of the trash talking is just terrible. <laughs> it's just, like, someone cursing at the other person, and it's just, like, talking it's about not mom, well thought. You know? No, no, it's not well thought out. It's just, like, you suck. No, you suck. But <laughs> they, you can imagine it being, like, See, and I never trash talked because that. I felt like I wasn't going to be good at it, and apparently that's just not a requirement, that I could have been trash-talking all these years. And Yeah, I think – I don't know. Maybe just D-linemen or O-linemen or linebackers aren't that great at it. I think I see, like, corners. See, corners, corners and wide receivers yeah. seem like they have it down. Maybe you They're need to better. ask for yeah, some exactly. advice. Yeah, exactly. But between – in the trenches there, the trash-talk is just terrible. <laughs> um, who on the team, if you needed advice on trash-talking, who would you go to? Gosh. It had to be a corner, someone in the secondary, right? Yeah. Boy, I mean, let me think. Receivers. I think receivers that talk trash talk. Honestly, Jameis. I feel like Jameis yeah. would have that. He's yeah. pretty good at it? Yeah, I, I, I would think so. That's pretty funny. I like that. Um, how about the toughest guys that you've had to block? Overall, either overall in your career or this season, yeah. the guys that come to your mind. So I think uh, any – uh, interior offensive lineman is going to put Aaron Donald up there just because he is he is that good. Um, but besides him, uh, some other guys that play at a, a very high level, Fletcher Cox for the Eagles, uh, uh, Cam Hayward for the uh, uh, Steelers uh, played a high level, I'm trying to think. Um, there, I mean, there are some interior guys that are really, that are game wreckers, and uh, those are just a couple of them. Do you feel like you have earned respect of some of the prominent defensive linemen? Like, have you been able to either talking to guys after games or just hearing what other guys say? Like, do you feel like you've gotten to hear that you have earned a, a place of respect? Well, I think it was at least after the uh, Tennessee game playing against Real Casey, who's played at a high level for so long. He's made a couple of Pro Bowls, I'm, I'm sure. Um, uh, it was nice, uh, at least after the game, getting uh, – I mean, we fought the whole entire game yeah. afterwards. Just, you know, respect for – 
the fight. And, uh, yeah, that was, that was nice to get that appreciation for me. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. All right, we have one more segment coming up here on Buccaneers Total Access with Allie Marpet, brought to you by Frontier Communications. This is Buccaneers Radio. You love football, and you love the Bucs, and you love when the Bucs score. And you love when those scores are touchdowns. And you love chicken tenders. And you love PDQ's chicken tenders. So you love PDQ's touchdown tenders where you get three free tenders with the purchase of any tender meal at PDQ when you wear your fan gear the day after the Bucks score a touchdown. It's got everything. At PDQ, just made better. There are a lot of SUVs on the road today. But many SUVs lack in sport and utility, not Ford SUVs. Because Ford SUVs offer intelligent four-wheel drive, not to mention ruggedness and versatility. Which means you can drive it like an SUV is meant to be driven. And you can drive it like a Ford. Want to start an argument with sports fans? Ask who should be the MVP. Everybody has an opinion. This player does this, and that player does that, and I could be persuaded either way. But when it comes to an MVP of MPG, yeah, miles per gallon, I made my choice. Chevron with Tecron. Why? Well, number one, it's proven. No gasoline gets better mileage. Number two, no gasoline has more cleaning power to help keep vital engine parts clean. Unbeatable mileage, unbeatable cleaning. You can't argue with that. Chevron with Tecron. Care for your car. Hey, Ronnie Lane here for Bucks game day coverage. It's 98 Rock. The Bucks play the Cardinals this Sunday. The Buccaneers pregame show starts at noon, kickoff at 1 on 98 Rock, where Gene Deckerhoff and Dave Moore have all the play-by-play covered. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Geico.com. At Tampa Electric, we believe knowledge is power. That's why we think it's important for you to know some simple ways to conserve energy and save money, like caulking your windows and weather stripping your doors. You can even earn rebates when you install an energy-efficient heating and cooling system, add insulation, and seal your ductwork. Sign up for a free energy audit and learn more ways to save money and energy. Find everything you need at tampaelectric.com slash save. Tampa Electric, more power to you. Hi, it's JC with the top five reasons you should watch all the big games at Hooters instead of at home. Number one, our nearly world-famous wings, shaken in your favorite wing sauce. You just can't duplicate that. Two, pitchers of beer served ice cold at your table so you don't miss any of the action. Three and four, Hooters delicious seafood and sandwiches. And number five, all the food and fun served up by the world-famous Hooters girls, of course. See you at Hooters. Buccaneers Total Access continues. Brought to you by Frontier Communications. Live from Hooters, your host, Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. What's going on, Bucks fans? Happy Monday. Thanks so much to all oh, you guys wow. for being love here with that. us. <laughs> Allie feeling the love. After we just talked about offensive linemen not getting all of the love, everybody here at Hooters is just proving you wrong. They're all loving this That's in Allie Marpet. Yeah. That's what Thank we're you. about. I appreciate Again, it. Again, every Monday from 5 to 6, we are out here. Come say hi, show the love to our guys out here. Um, I wanted to hear about the dynamics of the locker room. I feel like you guys are all really close, get along really well. There's a lot of guys, a lot of personality, uh, a lot of fun in that locker room. I feel, I've especially noticed that uh, is it Settlers of Catan has become oh, wow. quite a, quite a uh, I don't know, intense 
Uh, it's Catan, but yes. <laughs> I see. Oh, I thought about that so many times because I've never played, and I was like, I know that if I say it wrong, like everyone that does play it is going to be so mad at me. Catan. Yeah. Okay, Settlers of Catan. Um, yeah. So yeah, we got uh, we were a regular game going. Uh, Who partakes in this game? Uh, I think it started with Bo. Uh, Bo, Carl, Jay Watt. Uh, Cam just shows up. He don't think he really plays. Griff, uh, Carl. Uh, yeah, nice. the, quite the crew. Quite the crew there. And it seems like it get from when I've just been walking down the hallway and, and hear this game happening, it gets rather it's intense. heated. <laughs> it's an intense game. It's uh, it's a good way to, uh, uh, you know, be competitive in another way, you know. Yeah, uh, in a way that's not, like, not, causing yeah, injury exactly. or anything. Yeah. No physical harm is done while right. we play Settlers. And have there been actual fights that have come out of this, or is it always more just kind of joking? Ver- like verbal? Yeah, like, do, are people actually... There are definitely... People have definitely walked away upset. <laughs> There's no question. Yeah, but that's like any board game, right? I think that happens with everybody. <laughs> I, I must not play board games the right way. I don't feel like I've ever had to leave a room for the way that people were playing a game. <laughs> I feel like if I just... If someone doesn't walk away pissed off, you're not playing you're it not right. You're not playing it right. Yeah. You're, I need to learn how to do this. Um, is stuff like that important for a locker room? I mean, I feel like... Um, it's, we talk so much about chemistry on the field. Is that kind of stuff – does that matter in terms of the way that you guys are as a team? Yeah, I think so. I think uh, specifically within each position group, it shows up probably more than anything because you're just around that group so much. I think, uh, like, O-line, we're getting together every Thursday for, for dinner, I think is huge. I think it's awesome. I mean, we all look forward to it. Quarterbacks come, running backs will come too. It's just – uh, I think it's great to get together outside of the locker room. I mean, you're around each other so much yeah. that sometimes you just want to, you know, be by yourself. But it's also great, uh, you know, getting out for the day and, uh, and still uh, being able to, you know, blow off steam and talk about something other than football. Yeah. I also remember you guys talking about there was an offensive line group chat. Is that still alive and well? It's, it's uh, <laughs> yeah, it's alive. It's alive and not well. <laughs> no, it's not well. <laughs> but it's alive. It's there. Um, and Dot still does not, like, participate in this. You know, I don't. <laughs> you should probably count on one time, on one hand, how many times Dot has participated in the group chat. <laughs> but every time, it's just, it's just, it's great. It's when such a re- treat. When yeah. he replies, everybody gets <laughs> yeah, excited about this. Exactly. He does seem incredible. Uh, his personality is so unique. Um, and then it, Donovan still seems to be the locker room DJ. Yeah, that holds up. That holds At least up. on our side of the locker room, because yes. <laughs> as you know, within a locker room, you'll have three different DJs, which is such a delight. Yes. When you have three different Nothing songs like mashing together. Blaring at top volume. Yeah. Uh, how do you rate his DJ skills? Because mm-hmm. we had shows together. This is when I finally have you alone. You can tell me your real thoughts about Donovan. Yeah. He's not here. It's... <sighs> It's not great. It's not, it's, not, it's not great. It's not great. It's not great, Bob. He tries, though, so I kind of, you know, can appreciate it's that. It's A for effort. A for effort. But, no, uh, every once in a while, he'll, it'll, it'll hit and it'll, it'll be, you know, the right the right mood. But that, right it's mood. being the locker room DJ, there's a lot that goes with it. Read, you gotta, read, pressure. you got to be able to read the room. <laughs> but also, I don't think anyone asks him to do it. You know? Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> it, it just, didn't like, seem like it. a thing. He, it just, yeah, he just, just took that over himself. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right. And so, now, finally coming home, home game um, against Arizona – what do you know? I know you guys are really early on in your game planning stages, but what are some of the big things you feel like you guys are going to need to focus on this week? Yeah, I mean, just <laughs> I'm so excited to play at home, first of yeah. all. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's going to be great. But, again, for us as an offensive line, I think just being consistent throughout the entire game and then uh, just all being on the same page with the running backs and the receivers and, again, eliminating any mental errors so that if uh, we – we put our best product on the field and that we know that everything we did was as, uh, 
you know, the best that we could do it. I think if we if we do that, we'll we'll be able to win. And how important is playing at home for you in particular in your position? Just to explain to people what a difference that makes. Well, I think uh, we were talking about big man struggles on the flight. Like it does drain your legs. So just being able to be home and have a little bit more energy. Uh, even if it's a little warmer than Seattle. Yeah. So it's a little bit of balance, you know. Uh, we but, might not see you bouncing around. In you know, I'm not going to be bouncing around. But, uh, um, no, just having a little bit more juice in your legs and, and, you know, being a little less achy is definitely uh, beneficial. And then, finally, do the cannons still startle you? Year five. No. No? I feel very good about that. You have – you have. When, when did they stop startling you? Probably, like, some point in my second year, if I had to guess. Oh, I'm so jealous. You and I got here at the same time. They, I still. <laughs> well, I'm out. I, I, That's I'm you're out, busier. I'm like out you're there when focused. it's happening. That's true. You're focused. I love it. Well, Allie, thanks so much for joining us. It's been awesome having you back on the radio here. And thanks to all of you guys for coming out to Hooters oh, on Hillsboro. We are here every that. week Monday love from that. 5 to 6. Hope you guys have enjoyed it. This has been Buccaneers Total Access presented by Frontier. This is Buccaneers Radio. Love to save money? Well, here's some good news. Now it's even easier. Just pick up the Tampa Bay Times every Sunday and look for a bigger, better batch of coupons, now including Retail Me Not Every Day, formerly known as Red Plum, for savings you love on the things you need. Spend $2 on a Sunday paper and you could save up to $200 or more every week. Get out your scissors because it's time to snip and save. The Tampa Bay Times, worth knowing, worth subscribing. Hey, Tampa Bay, welcome the Bucks back to Raymond James Stadium when they face the Arizona Cardinals on Sunday, November 10th. This is our crucial catch game benefiting local cancer research and patient services following the annual Treasure Chest 5K and Fun Run powered by Jable. To get your game tickets, visit Buccaneers.com slash tickets and come raise the flags with us. When it comes to cancer, defense isn't always the right strategy. You have to be willing to go on the offensive, to attack it relentlessly, like Moffitt Cancer Center. Standing up to it with the same courage Moffitt sees in every cancer patient they treat. That's why Moffitt is working every day to outsmart cancer. Not just react to it, but get ahead of it, which is the best way to win. To see stories of courage, visit moffitt.org courage. Moffitt. Proud partner of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Hey, Ronnie Lane here for Bucks game day coverage. It's 98 Rock. The Bucks play the Cardinals this Sunday. The Buccaneers pregame show starts at noon, kickoff at 1 on 98 Rock, where Gene Deckerhoff and Dave Moore have all the play-by-play covered. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Geico.com. For the ultimate in tailgating, head over to Lazy Days RV, the world's largest RV dealership. Choose from over 1,500 RVs from the nation's largest selection of RV brands. Plus, at Lazy Days, experience more. Up to $10,000 in exclusive benefits that only Lazy Days offers. And visit Florida's largest RV accessory store for a huge selection of tailgating RVs and a chance to win the ultimate RV tailgating experience. Visit Lazy Days with locations in Tampa and Ocala. Visit them at Lazy Days.com or stop by. This weekend, sit your hiney down at Beef for Brady's and do game day like a real fan. Award-winning wings, premium blend Angus burgers, and beer. Get the idea? Then get to base and root like you mean it. Seriously, I'll be listening. 
Don't have an ordinary Monday. Have a burger Monday at Beef O'Brady's. Stacked high with fresh Angus and fries, just $5.99 all day. Beef O'Brady's Burger Mondays. Nobody outbeefs beefs. Pricing may vary. Buccaneers Total Access has been brought to you by Frontier Communications. Rely on your ultimate teammate, Frontier. Don't go it alone. Visit Frontier.com slash Bucks. Join us next Monday live from Hooters on Hillsborough Avenue. Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. This is Tampa Bay Sports Radio, 95.3 WDAE and AM 620 St. Petersburg. Home of the best Bucks coverage. 